Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Today, I'm pleased to introduce my special guest and dear friend, Cindy Kaplan. Cindy is a certified conscious parenting coach, trained yoga professional for children with special needs, and former family therapist. Cindy has dedicated her career to helping individuals and families communicate, connect, and grow. And now she is an author. Her book is entitled Free Fall, One Mother's Journey Raising a Child with Special Needs, and it is truly amazing. Cindy, welcome. Thank you, Sue. I'm delighted to talk with you. I'm so glad you're here. And as I've told you numerous times, I so enjoyed your book. I mean, it it was definitely heart-wrenching at times. Um, But just to share your story so authentically is a beautiful gift to the world. And I'm sure for you as well. So let's talk a little bit about um, why you chose to share your story and what it was like raising Mira. Um, or what it is like, uh, I'm sorry, you're still raising her. <laughs> I am. I <laughs> always are children. She's now, for sure, although she's now 20. Um, so why I wrote this book really came from a desire to share my story and really from the prodding of, of friends to do so, because I don't think <clears throat> there was ever a moment where I thought I'm going to write a book about this one day. It just wasn't wasn't in my wasn't in my wheelhouse and it was only after encouragement from friends and family that said you really should share your story you've gained so much wisdom and and I had a perspective to share that I felt would be helpful to primarily other parents who were raising kids with disabilities kids with special needs but also it's applicable to to all parents. So really, I wrote it with the intention of helping other parents. And then, of course, what comes through writing a book like this, it was really my own therapy for for six years and a trip down memory lane, but also recognizing my own growth and having greater clarity on how Mira has impacted my life, both as a as a person, as a parent, and as, as a coach. I'd love it if you'd share a few of those things. What has Mira taught you? What have you learned from her through her eyes, through the experience of raising her so far? And I know you share quite a bit of this in the book, but just give our listeners a few tidbits, if you don't mind, of what sure. it's like raising a child with special needs and how they teach us just as we teach them. Yes. So one of the biggest things that Mira has taught me is this, you know, ability to let go. And I think we all know in our heads that, you know, letting go is something that we all need to do. However, this letting go was, you know, with with magnifying glasses or with great magnitude. And yet I recognized, 
I don't know, fairly early on that it was a letting go of my expectations and fantasies. And that said, um, it's not that, so I, I feel like I come with a perspective of feeling so blessed that I have been able to parent Mira and so blessed that she's in my world and that she has been my shining light in terms of how I want to live my life. Like really, she is one of my greatest role models. And, and I feel I have to be somewhat careful at times when I say that, because I don't want to paint this picture that it's all, um, you know, it's all like walking through a beautiful flower garden. It's painful. It's a lot of hard work. But some of the other things that living with Mira and raising Mira has taught me are things like how to ask for help, you know, recognizing that I can't do this on my own, letting go of me being the one and me being the responsible one for every, every, everything that she does. And I think that's what I carried so heavily for the first many, many years of raising Mira, that if I had done more of this, if I had done more stretching, if I had done more yoga, if I had done more of this, would she be at a different place? And, and so very unconsciously, I was without knowing it. And from a, from a place of beautiful intention, wanting to give her the best life possible, which I think we all want to do for our kids, there was a, an aspect of me trying to fix her. And so schlepping her around to all these different therapies, which I do believe even in retrospect, I needed to go through. I wasn't able to see perhaps what messages that was sending to Mira, but also what messages it was keeping me beholden to in terms of it is up to me to make sure that all of these things happen for Mira. And therefore, if we exist in the, when we exist in the medical model of her needing surgery, it has taken so much personal work to not feel guilty that surgery equals failure as opposed to really something that I feel like I've only been able to absorb and accept even in the last couple years and, and more so each month as we head into a large surgery for Mira next month is that I am working with a brain that is working against so much that I can't, I can't control, right? So when I say to myself, had I done more yoga with her, would she need this surgery? And for so long, I would convince myself that, yes, that's true, because I know from my own yoga practice how the continual and constant practice helps me. And yet, I don't have cerebral palsy, so my brain is not constantly pulling me in the other direction. So this idea of there is no way for me to know that has been one of my greatest lessons. Um, so... That's absolutely beautiful. And I think, you know, I think that uh, as you and I know and teach and share with clients and people all over the world, our children do teach us so much and are here to teach us so much when we pay attention. And like absolutely. many parents with special needs absolutely. or, or you, know, um, you know, children on, on a common path, I'll call it, uh, that don't necessarily have special needs we are always trying to fix our children, sadly, right? Sadly, right. I mean, so many parents feel like there, there must be a fix to make my child more this, more that, more the other. And yeah. so I, I think what you've written and shared is, is pertinent for every parent to read yeah. because your experience has been 
you know, as you said, painful at times and, you know, really difficult, but one that you had to go through until you realized, you know, what this letting go process was here for and how Mira was, you know, calling for it, so to speak. And so I think that we should ourselves a lot. One of the words I absolutely um, don't like to use in my life or, you know, I try to help other people see that it's not helpful for us, but we should ourselves. I should have done. I should have been more this, been more that. And yet we are. We are who we are. We did what we did. It's, you know, there's no changing the past. It leads us to where we are in this moment and then, you know, the next moment and the moment after that. So I think, yes. you know, I think your experience is as tough as I'm sure it was many times has so much to offer not only you, but through your authentic sharing, you know, all of us. I mean, I've learned through you and through your eyes, mm-hmm. not only in our conversations, but certainly in your book. So why do you, what do you think is your biggest growth? Where have you grown the most as an individual or a person, would you say, in just, you know, raising all three of your children and having your beautiful family? I know that my biggest area of growth has been to accept my messy and accepting, accepting who I am. And like, really, you know, I, I, I feel like honestly, the, the, the two other huge lessons that I won't go into great detail, but is about truly being in the present moment. And as you were just saying, right, there are all things we could have done differently. Mm -hmm. And there is no way for us to know that had we done things differently, whether we still would have received the outcome that we had fantasized about. So I think Mira continually brings me into the present moment. So this is where we are now. How do we want to move forward? How do I want to move forward? But I think the other is that is this idea of living soul to soul. Mm-hmm. And so me being able to connect to Mira's soul, my greatest growth has been able to connect to my own soul. And when I am truly connected to my own soul, then I can accept the things that I may do that are strange or when I quote fail or when I mess up and, and that, that doesn't, the soul is sort of impermeable to, uh, to faults because there it's just, it's just who we are. And it's not even sort of accepting the parts of me that I don't like. It is that those are sort of things in the outer world, but my inner state and my soul is completely whole and exactly as it, as it needs to be and should be and is, is perfect. And so that allows me to have a greater sense of humor and lightness with myself. And again, I see this through Mira. Mira is probably one of the happiest grounded people I've ever met. And I think about, you know, who she is. She's 20 years old. She's, she's never had her own phone. So hasn't been immersed in the world of social media. She doesn't judge herself. She doesn't compare herself to others. And she finds the things that she finds funny are just things that make us all laugh. Like when we can't, you know, she will watch my husband get upset when he can't figure something out on the computer, or let's say we drop the remote or we can't find something, something that would cause us to get so annoyed and so frustrated. And she starts laughing hysterically when those things happen. And it's almost like a reminder. And I'm also thinking of like, you know, when we're on an airplane and there's turbulence, I may be gripping the edges of my seat. And I know you can relate to this one. Um, She's laughing hysterically 
I need to travel and, with her. <laughs> right? It really, really helps. Like it just brings some levity to mm. all situations. So, um, yeah. I forget it's the where I was starting from. It's from the that, little but. things. I, I love that you shared that because the little things that our children can teach us are not so big, are not so serious. And yeah. that laughter must bring pure joy once you, you know, look and accept that, yes, this is really funny and not, you know, why are you laughing, child of mine? <laughs> I, I'm Absolutely. having a hard time. She's, you know, it sounds like she's reminding you that yes. it's not so serious. It's not a big deal. It's just right. all for this moment and then the next moment. And, yes. you know, I, I want to go back to shoulds um, a, a moment and, you know, how we sometimes revert back or think in our mind, if I only. And something that I do a lot is I play tennis. That's my stress relief. And I was on the tennis court yesterday hitting a ball and it would have, it may have gone out and the person on the other side hit it. And she said, do you think that was out? Do you think I saved you? And I said, we'll never know. And I started to think of this. We'll never know if that was in or out in the same way. When we go back in time and think, I wish I had, we don't know what life would have been like if we had taken a different turn, a different road, hit the ball in, you know, raised our children with more yoga, less yoga, you know, more love for anything, something different. And so I think when we think of that, we need to think, we don't know if it's in or out and we'll never know. And so we need to let go of the need to think that we could have made a difference if we did something different. Yes. And, and two, two thoughts about that is that one, it is completely so understandable for us to have those thoughts sure. and it's truly what we do with them. Right. So it's like, we'll never know. And, oh, I should have done that. Maybe, maybe not, but then rather than judging ourselves for that, to have compassion for ourselves because of that. And then it's that, you know, that choice of do we do we just honor that and see that and move forward, or do we choose that and to suffer right from right. it? And that's and that, as you know, is is what makes you know makes a huge difference. That's where the work is, right? Do we sit yes. in wishing or do we find a way to stand in our present moment, you know, grounded and say, okay, this is not helpful. You know, it's not right. serving us and it's not serving anybody else around us. Right. So, so our kids do that over. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> our kids do that all, all the time or bring us to that pain. And Mira, I think also brings these, you know, they've, they've gotten lesser, but I won't deny that there are still little pangs of, of painful moments, right? Whether it's when, um, oh, I so remember when at my son's school, when the kindergarten class started and I remember thinking, oh, this would have been, I walked past the kindergarten classroom and seen all, you know, my friends with their younger, younger kids starting kindergarten thinking, oh, this would have been Mira's peer group had she been able to attend this school. And there's no question that was, that was sad to me. And there are still moments now when people are going off to college or kids are going off to college and that's just not, you know, that's just not going to be Mira's path. There are just these moments, but they, they don't, they don't penetrate so deeply anymore, but whether it's, you know, going on a certain vacation or not traveling with Mira somewhere, if we're going on a family trip and choosing to bring her or not, like, yes, those are moments of, you know, little, little pangs of sadness. And yet then I move to, but this is, 
this is where we are. And then I choose how to move, how to move forward or, you know, adjust that situation so that I feel good about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And, and we do have to work with our brains and our hearts and find a way to allow ourselves the space to move forward or, you know, or just accept the present moment as it is and not find ourselves in judgment and guilt and shoulds and because absolutely it, it it comes up but it doesn't serve us to hold on to that and stay in that space it's a lot of energy that we won't have to do other things and it doesn't feel good i mean been there done that myself it does not feel good life yeah. is you know offering us these curveballs for a reason and yes i don't mean to say that you know life is giving you uh you know, mirror for a reason, you know, things happen, we don't know why. But, but the good side of it is that there are opportunities to grow from everything that's in front of us, in some way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I feel that, you know, well, each of my kids has been an amazing teacher, I feel like mirror was almost like a neon four by four, um, (laughs) for me to become closer to my own heart and healing. And there's for always that, one. I am forever yeah. grateful. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. always one that's our biggest, our biggest awakener. Awakener. Yeah. I have one of yeah. those too. Yeah. 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 So I would love for you to share with people where they can learn more about you. Uh, they can certainly purchase your book and, um, you know, connect with you if they'd like to, because I think you have so much to offer everyone all over the world that is raising children and, you know, especially for those raising children with special needs. Thank you, Sue. Uh, So I think in terms of learning most about me, (laughs) you'll learn most about me by reading the book. Um, It is available from any local bookstore or or, um, on online retailers. And uh, my website is Cindy Kaplan. No, what is it? My website is cindykcoaching.com. And my Instagram, I'm Cindy.Kaplan.ParentCoach. And I can be found any of those, any of those ways. There's an email link on my website. And I would love to hear from anybody who does read the book, anything that touched you or resonated. Um, it brings me such joy to hear how it moves people. And the book, again, is Free Fall, One Mother's Journey, Raising a Child with Special Needs. Cindy, yeah, thanks, thanks so Sue. much. Thanks for writing your book. Thanks for just being you. It's always an honor and pleasure talking with you. You too. Thanks for having me on, Sue. My pleasure. And thank you to those listeners joining us. And remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.